Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. If you, excuse me, I have a peppermint in my mouth. I'm trying to get rid of it before I start speaking so it don't go everywhere, like all over you, uh, because that's not what I want. Um, uh, again, if you want to go to the Barons game, there's a sign-up sheet out in the foyer. You need to sign up today so we can make sure that we get all the tickets for everybody that wants to go. Um, we'll meet here at the church at 445 next Saturday, and we will head to the Barons game. For the first 1,000 people that's there that day gets a free jersey. So we're going to be the first 1,000 people that day because I want a Barons jersey. I claim one in the name of Jesus right now. And if I don't get one, I'm going to be upset. I'm just kidding. But if you want to go with us, sign up before you leave today. Um, if you need any, more, any information about it, you can see us. Volunteer luncheon went phenomenal yesterday. Thanks again for all of our volunteers. If you're looking for a place to serve, see us, and we can, we'll plug you in somewhere. Um, it may not be where you want to be plugged in, but we'll plug you in somewhere. And then if it's, you can serve there. If it's not, we'll put you somewhere else. Anyway, well, we're glad that you're here this morning. This morning, I want you to turn in your Bibles to, I had just one scripture of reference this morning as far as what I'm preaching on today. It's in Job chapter 30, verses 20. We have it on the screen if you don't have your Bibles with you this morning. We, on the Bible app, you can go and check it out. We have all the, all the scriptures, everything that I'm talking about this morning is right there on your Bible app. So if you, um, if you have that, you can just open that up there and, and check that out. But in Job chapter 30... Verses 20, I want to I read from the uh, English Standard Version this morning. And it says this, it says, I cry to you for help, and you do not answer me. I stand, and you only look at me. I cry for you for help, and you do not answer. I stand, and all you do is look at me. Have you ever felt that before? God, where are you? God, why are you just staring at me? God, I, I, need, I need something in my life. Where are you at? So I've titled the message simply this this morning. What are you looking at? A little creepy background there with the eyeball for you this morning. That's Jesus looking down on you this morning if you need to know who that is. Um, so we tried to make it a little creepy for you this morning, that eyeball looking at you. But what are you looking at? What are you looking at? Have you ever been around someone maybe in a group setting or, or in a meeting or, and someone made a statement that you were like, did they just really say that? You ever been there before? Did they really just say that? Or you were like, wow, I can't believe that they just said that. Well, there's no reason to know how they feel because they just told us, right? There's no reason to know what's going on in the life because they just, they just said it. In that statement, you're just like, dude, I cannot believe that they just said that. Either they were really bold or they're just really crazy, right? I mean, they're either bold or just, they're just really crazy. And even though in that situation, maybe you wanted to say it or maybe you were even thinking about it, but there was something inside of you that just would not allow you to say it, even though that maybe you were even thinking about it. Well, this is one of those moments in Job's life where Job is like standing there looking at God and he says this statement, God, where are you? Why have you not answered me? God, why are you just staring at me? In other words, it's one of those situations where you're like, did Job just really say that? 
I can't believe that Job just said that with his mouth. I can't believe that those, those words came out of his mouth, that he uttered that with, with, his, with his voice. Maybe one of those moments where you're looking at Job and you're just like, man, Job, Job's really bold or Job's just really crazy in that moment. Or, I thought about this, maybe Job was just def- desperate. You know, have you ever been in those moments where you've been desperate and you, you find yourself in those moments of desperation and it leads you to say things or do things that you normally wouldn't do? Raise your hand if you've ever been there. The rest of you are telling a story this morning. We've all been there before where we've been in those moments of desperation and we said something or we acted out on something that maybe we normally wouldn't say or maybe we normally wouldn't do. And in that situation, Job is in that moment where he was just like, maybe Job wouldn't normally say that, but there's a situation that Job is going through and he's wanting to know where God is. God, where are you? Why are you not answering me, God? Why are you just standing there looking at me? Do you remember, as I said, as we were praying earlier, the story of Jairus, where Jairus came to Jesus, and Jairus was a religious leader, and out of desperation, he brought his daughter to Jesus. Why? Because she needed healing. So out of desperation, Jairus maybe did something that he normally wouldn't do, and he brought his child before Jesus and said, or he went to Jesus and said, Jesus, I need you to come to my house and heal my daughter. She's about to die. We know the story that when Jesus got there, she had already died. But understand this morning, it's never too late for God. Maybe some of you this morning feel like some of the dreams that God's given you in your life have died. Please understand, it's never too late for God to resurrect any situation in your life. Any promise in your life. It's never too late. And maybe we're like, God, where were you if you were here, God? If if you would have just showed up on time, God, then this would have never happened. But it's never too late for God to step forward in your situation and take care of that need. Sometimes what what we need is, is desperation in our life. There's moments where I've cried out to God in desperation because I didn't sense Him, I didn't feel Him, I didn't hear Him. And so I cried out to God for a need in my life. Are you desperate for Him this morning? The question that I ask you, are you desperate for God in your life? Not just necessarily for God to meet your needs, but are you desperate for God in your life? Just the presence of God in your life. Because we know that when God shows up, God does something that nobody else can do. Why? Because we're desperate and we're needing God in our life. And one of these moments is is Job is standing there and he's voicing what he feels like on the inside. God, where are you? Why are you just standing here and just staring at me? Job was displaying maybe a little attitude with God. Like, hey God, why are you just looking at me? Why are you not doing something? You know, in those moments that we have those situations and And we hear those situations in people's lives. You know, I wonder. Sometimes I think, you know, why doesn't God just just send a lightning bolt down in that moment? You know what I'm saying? Just take him out, God. Just I know if I was God and I'm not. Just God, send the lightning bolt and just just wipe him out, God. You know, have you ever felt that before? I know you're I know. Please, please pray for me because I need. Because apparently I'm the only only one that feels that this morning. So pray for me. But in that moment, God, listen, God could have sent a lightning bolt down and, and struck Job and just took him out of all of his misery and all of his situation. 
But he didn't. Job needed something in his life. Job needed God's presence. God, Job needed an answer from God. And he wasn't getting it in that moment. What do we do when we face moments like Job, when God is silent? I found in my life that in those moments of silence that I've encountered with God, they're not easy moments. They're not the easiest moments that I've ever faced in my life when God is silent or when I just feel like God's staring at me or when I feel like God's not doing anything. It's those moments where, God, this is not an easy moment. God, why are you not doing something? But can I, what, what I've learned through the situations in my life, in those moments of silence, what I've learned is this, it was worth it. Why? Because God did something in my, inside of my life at that moment of silence. He showed me something. I learned something from Him in my life. And so those moments are, are hard and difficult. But it's worth it. Why? Because we learn to take our life and we place it on the firm foundation of who God is. That no matter what we go through, this life will not be shaken. This life will not be destroyed. Why? Because my life is built on the firm foundation of God. No matter what I face in my life, I've learned that in those moments to trust God even more and take my life and say, God, I'm putting my life on the firm foundation of God and you're going to handle everything that's in my life. We've all had those moments where we've been misunderstood in our life, where we said something and, and somebody took it out of context, right? You've been there before. Husbands, you've been there, right? You said something and your wife was... You, I mean, what you said and she, what she received was completely different. You're like, well, wait a minute. I didn't, what, how did you interpret it that way? We've all had those moments where we've been misunderstood in our life. But I want to I challenge you this morning is this. Don't misunderstand God's silence for Him not being there. Don't misunderstand God's silence for God not being there in your life. Just because God is silent doesn't mean He's not there. Just because you're not hearing the voice of God or just because maybe you're not feeling Him in that moment doesn't mean that He's not there. And too many times we misunderstand God's silence with, with God doesn't care for me or God's not concerned with me or God doesn't want to answer my prayer. And that's, not to, that's, that's so untrue. Just because He's silent doesn't mean He's not there and that it doesn't mean He's not working. God, God cares about us. Just because he's silent doesn't mean that he's left you. Even though Job may have felt that way, that God had abandoned him and, and walked away from him and left him all alone, he remained faithful even when God was silent. And what I love about that is that he endured to the very end and he received more at the end of his life than he had at the beginning of his life. Why? Because he endured to the very end. Why? Because what God, what the enemy took away from him, God restored a double portion. And he had more than what he had before. Because he was faithful to God. And even in those moments of silence, when we say things that sometimes we don't mean, can I tell you this morning, God understands. He's not mad at you. He doesn't go, I can't believe that Teresa just said that. I can't believe that she just said that to me. God understands. God knows. He, he's, he's not taken back by some, some, by some of the things that we say to Him. He just wants you to know that He's there. He just wants you to know that He's there. So there's a couple of things I want you to see in this Scripture that, that I felt like God showed to me as I was reading over it this week. Number one is this. Just because God is silent doesn't mean that He's weak. 
You know, so many times we think because God is silent that He's, that he's somehow weak in our life. He's not weak. He's strong. God is, is not weak, but He's always strong. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 5 and 6. It says this. It says, Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of all the nations and, uh, and, and power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. No one can, all the power, all the might is in your hands. God, there's no one greater than you. There's no one higher than you. There's no one stronger than you. There's no one better than you. God, you are God and there's no one above you. And so, so and, and too many times in our life, we, we misunderstand that silence with, with God's weakness. And can I tell you this morning, God is not weak. God is not weak in any situation of your life. He is always strong, and He will always be strong in your life. So don't misunderstand God's silence with His weakness, because He's not weak. He's strong. As we just said, His, his power and might are in His hands. In just a moment, He can change whatever situation He needs to in our life. He's not weak. God is a God of miracles. God performed miracles back in the day, just like He wants to perform miracles in today's day and age. God is still in the business of healing people. Come on, give Him some praise this morning. God is a God that still wants to heal people. But sometimes when we don't feel it, and sometimes when we don't sense it, or sometimes when we don't feel it, we think that He doesn't want to heal anymore. Or we think that He doesn't care anymore. But He's still the same God. Nothing has changed. Maybe the only thing that has changed is us. Because God will always remain the same. He will always be the same today, yesterday, and forever. He is strong. He is mighty. And all He's looking for is some people where He can inhabit their life. So, so don't misunderstand God's silence with His weakness this morning. You see, God does big things in the lives of people who say yes to Him. God's still moving. God is still healing. And what I want to share with you this morning is this. God has called us to believe. Look at your neighbor and say believe. We are called, guess what? We are called believers. So get ready. Are, are you ready for some, just a good word this morning? We are called believers. Then why don't we believe? Why do we not believe? If we're called to believe, then why are we not believing? God has called us to believe. God has called us to, to do and to trust and to give Him our life. But yet, for some reason, we don't. We sing songs such as we, as we sang this morning. We read the Bible and we pray. And in those moments that we leave church or we get out of our prayer closet or something and, and we get a word that maybe we weren't ready for, guess what? Believers go back to unbelieving. God, what are you going to do? God, I don't know if you can handle this. God, and, and we pray to God, God, I believe you. I trust you. I know that you will. But on the other hand, when you're faced with a situation, you're just like, I don't know, God, if you will. I'm not sure that you can. That's what we do. We're called to believe. We're known as believers. So why don't we actually believe that God will do what He says He will do? Trust God. Listen, trust God even when it doesn't make sense. 
Do you remember the first recorded miracle in Scripture where Jesus turned water into wine? Do you remember that story? Think about it just for a second. Jesus shows up at this wedding. Nobody knows who He is. Nobody knows who this guy is. He shows up at this wedding, and his mother looks at him, and he says, hey, I need you to do something. They've ran out of this wine. In other words, hey, Jesus, do something. Show them who you are. In John chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, the Amplified Version says this, Jesus said to her, dear woman, what is that to you and to me? My time has not come yet. But here's the verse that really stuck out of me. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says, do it. Whatever he says, do it. In other words, I know it doesn't make sense to you. I know you don't know who this guy is. He's just kind of showed up on the scene. Nobody knows anything about him. Nobody understands who he is. But whatever he says to do, do it. Right? That's the words of a mother talking about her son. Whatever he says to do, do it. In other words, I know you don't understand, but do it anyway. When you don't understand why you're going through the things that you are going through, when you don't understand God's silence, you still do what God's called you to do. It doesn't mean that you stop, but you still do what God's called you to do. So whatever he says for you to do, do it. And watch God move in your life. He can't do what He needs to do until you allow Him to do it. Whatever He says do, do it even when it doesn't make sense. What is our response to God when it doesn't make sense to us? When Elisha asked the lady to bake him a piece of bread first instead of taking care of herself and her son, you know, that I look that story all the time and that story just doesn't make sense to me. But whatever he says, do it. And you know the rest of the story. She did what the prophet asked her to do, and her house was taken care of. She had more than abundantly, more than what she needed. Why? Because she did what the prophet asked her to do. God is faithful. Philippians chapter 1, verses 6 says this, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out into completion into the day of Christ Jesus. Just because we go through moments of weakness doesn't mean that we can't be strong. Just because we have moments of weakness in our life doesn't mean that we can't be strong. And here's the reason why. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 10. This is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, Because Paul says this, for when I am weak, then I am strong. It is in my weakness that God reveals his strength to me and helps me to be strong when I'm going through a difficult time and when I'm going through a weak moment. So just because he's silent doesn't mean that he does not hear you. Number two is this, just because God is silent doesn't mean that he isn't working. Just because you can't see it and just because you can't feel it doesn't mean that he's not there. I thought about this the other day. Moms and dads, let me ask you a question. There are times where you do things for your kids that they don't see, right? There are times where you work long hours to provide for them and they don't, they don't always see it. Why? Because kids, when they come home, they're supposed to see what? Food on the table. They're, you know what I'm saying? They're kids. They're just, they're, they just think, well, it's supposed to happen, right? They don't know how it happens. They just know it's supposed to happen. 
So, so moms and dads, our kids don't always understand the things that, 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 that we're going through. They don't always see everything that you do for them. I saw a commercial, and probably you have seen it too. It says this. A lady was fixing, I think she was fixing a lunch for her kid or maybe her husband to go to school or whatever. And she's getting everything together. She's throwing things in the, you know, providing that lunch. And, and then all of a sudden, the, the kid comes down and grabs a lunchbox and runs out of the, the house and doesn't even say thank you or I love you, mom, or any of those. And so those moment, that moment, that lady's like, well, couldn't I just get a thank you? Couldn't I just get a I love you? And then she walks over to the cabinet, and she opens the cabinet, and there's a little Post-it note that says, thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Even when we don't see it, he's still working. He's still working even when you don't see it. And you don't always understand it. You don't always understand those things. Just like a kid doesn't understand their parents sometimes. Just like as a kid, they don't understand where all of this stuff comes from, right? Because you, you've got a money tree in your backyard, right? Right? I mean, I know my parents did when I, when I was a kid. I just, like my parents are supposed to be an ATM. Hey, I need some money. Okay, here, bud. You know, but we don't understand where always where it comes from. But it always shows up. It always shows up. The, the food is on the table. And our parents will go without so that we don't have, as kids, don't have to. Doesn't this sound like God? That, that, that Jesus Christ sacrificed his life so that you didn't have to go without. And, and, and for some of us, we don't always see God's hand moving. We don't always understand what is happening in our life. But it doesn't mean that he's not working. It doesn't mean that he's not behind the scenes taking care of things, getting ready to pour out his blessings upon us. But yet, for some reason, as believers in those moments, we quit believing. And we won't keep trusting God even though we don't sense him there. Maybe God's trying to grow us in certain areas that we need to, to, to grow in. God is preparing things behind the scenes that, he haven't, that we haven't even asked for yet. God sees the bigger picture. And too many times, this is what I think as Christians, this is what we do. We are so focused on the big picture, and all God wants us to do is focus on the next day. We are so consumed about what's going to happen in the future that we totally miss out on what God wants to do in our heart today. God says, just focus on today. Don't focus on the future. Don't focus on the, you know, 10 or, 15, not 10 or 15 years down. Focus on today. And let me supply your need for today, and I will supply your need for tomorrow, and I will supply your need for the next day. Matthew chapter 6, verses 34 says this, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. God is always working on our behalf. He's protecting us from things that we can't see. He's providing for us. He's leading us to different people to, to meet and to, to develop a relationship with so that God can speak into their life. He's making things happen that we don't see. Just like we talked about last week about Daniel and, and how God provided and how God led him to people and to places because of the decision that he decided to follow God. You see, there were three other guys that were mentioned in that story that we didn't talk about last week. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You see, they were faced with a life or death situation when they were told that, that they had to bow down and worship this golden image and they had to, to worship this idol and, and they, they had to do this and they had to do that. And, and in that moment, you know what, they decided, you know what, we're not. We're not going to bow down. In Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, it says this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, 
We do, not, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, then God will serve, uh, the God that we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from his majesty's hand. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know that your majesty, that we will never serve your gods, and we will never worship the image of gold that you have set up. We know that he can, and we know that he will, but what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? And they were like, well, here's what, you, here's what we need you to understand, King Nebuchadnezzar, that we will not bow down and worship this image that you've created. That is not our God, and we will not worship it, no matter what happens in our life. Whether we live or whether we die, God is still God. And so what, what I love about that story is this, is that King Nebuchadnezzar looks into the furnace, and he didn't just throw him into the fire. He, hot, he heated it up seven times hotter. So it wasn't bad enough that he was throwing him in the fire, but he made it hotter. And it was so hot that when the door was open that his servants were, some of the servants were killed because of the heat. So he tosses him into the fire and he's standing there looking into the furnace and he sees, another, he sees one other person standing there with him. He sees another image standing and he asks the question, hey, wasn't there just three people in the furnace? Then why do I see four? And my question to myself is this. Did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did they turn around and see that image? Did they know that God was in the furnace with them? Probably. Did they sense it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But what I love about it, it did not change who they were going to worship just because they were standing in the fire. Because listen, the man, God was standing behind them working even when they didn't see it. Somebody else saw the man standing in the fire with them. And understand this morning, when you don't feel God and when you don't sense God in your life and you're wondering if He's just standing there staring at you, know this, that somebody else will see Him in your life by how you live. Somebody, you may not see Him. You may not even feel Him. But somebody will notice Him standing there. Somebody will notice Him standing in your life. Just like this situation. God, God was standing behind them, guess what? Working everything out. Not a hair on their head was singed. Can I tell you this morning, I just got goosebumps. The straps burned off their hands. Didn't even smell like smoke. And you've been around, you've been around smoke before. It, it, it kind of just it sticks to you. You can't get rid of it. They didn't even smell like smoke. Why? Because God was working behind the scenes when we don't always know He's there. God has, listen, God has protected me. God has protected my family from things. If we would have left five minutes earlier, we would have been in an accident. But for some reason, we were running late. Something happened and God, and, and so, I know, listen, we don't always think that way, but sometimes you need to think God's protecting you. God's watching out for you. When it doesn't make sense, he's always there. Just because he's silent doesn't mean he's not there. And too many times we, we think his silence means that God doesn't, he's not standing there he's, or he doesn't understand us. But he's there in the midst of us, just like he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And somebody else noticed it in his life. And number three is this. And the last thing, Ms. Karen, if you would come on up this morning. Just because he's silent doesn't mean that he doesn't care. Just because he's silent doesn't mean that he doesn't care. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 5 says this, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet 
to the nations. When we don't sense Him there, or when God is silent, we automatically think what? God doesn't care about me. Or God doesn't care about my situation. Or God doesn't care about my family. Because if God cared, then God would do something. Right? Can I tell you this morning, all that is, is a lie from the enemy. The enemy's going to creep in and he's going to tell you those things. Chad, if God really cared about you, then why is he not doing anything? Chad, if God cared about you, then why is this happening? God, uh, Chad, if, if God really cared about you, then why is this going on? I've heard that before, and I'm sure you have too. If God cared about me, then why is it? If God cares, if God's, then why do bad things happen to good people? I don't know the answer to that. If you do, please tell me, because I would like to know. But what I do know is this. God is still God. No matter what happens. Whatever happens, God is still God. He is still working. He is still moving. And He still cares. So for that person this morning that feel Maybe you feel like God doesn't care about you. Maybe you, you don't feel like God loves you because of some situations maybe that you've made in your own life. God's crazy about you. He cares for you so much that He was willing to give His own life for you. In those moments of despair and difficulty when we pray and we don't... We don't feel anything or we don't hear anything. God still cares. God is concerned about everything that happens in your life. Whether, whether, whether it be the biggest thing or the smallest thing, God is concerned with everything that's going on. You see, in John chapter 9, the very first part of that scripture, it says this. Jesus and his disciples come upon this blind man and his disciples look at Jesus and they ask this question. Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents? Why that he's born blind? And this is Jesus' response in verse 3. He says this, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the, so that the works of God might be displayed in him. It didn't happen because of something that you did. Maybe it happened because God wants to do something in your life. Or God wants to show, show up in your life and just blow everybody's mind. It didn't happen for any other reason but for God to show up in that life. Exodus chapter 2 verses 23 and 24 says this. During that long period the king of Egypt died. The Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out. And their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. Verse 24. God heard their groaning. And He remembered His covenant with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob. God saw their desperation. He heard their cries. He heard their groanings. And you know what He did? He sent a man named Moses to, take care, to help them lead them out of their bondage. When we don't sense Him, when we don't feel Him, God's still working. God may, God may be preparing something in your life right now that you don't even know anything about. Maybe God's preparing someone to come to you and to bless you or to pray over you or to give you a word of knowledge or speak something over your life. I don't, I don't know, but all I know is just because He's silent doesn't mean He doesn't care about me. Please don't misunderstand God's silence that He doesn't care. Because He does care. He cares about everything.
God is interested in you. He's probably more interested in us than we are of Him. God loves each and every one of us in our own special way. God loves us when nobody else will love us. And then I thought about this. For those that have little kids and and maybe your kids are, are older now or have little kids at home now. You know, when they fall down and they scratch themselves, or they scratch a knee or an elbow, and you look at it and you go, it's really, and you're thinking, it's not that bad, but they're just like, man, my arm is falling off, right? Oh, my gosh. You, what do you do? You don't look at them and go, I don't care. Or at least I hope you don't. <laughs> if that's your response, and uh, you don't look at them and go, I don't care. What do you do? You take out that Band-Aid, you take out that, that thing and you clean it and you bandage it up because you care. Whether it be a little cut on the elbow or however how big it is, you care. You take care of it. And that's what God does. A little scratch or whatever, He cares. So don't misplace or misunderstand God's silence that He doesn't care for you because He does. Because understand, God is always moving. When you're asleep at night, God's moving. When you're here this morning, God is moving. God is, putting place, God is putting things in order, in place for your life. But you just have to trust Him in the silence. As Job said, God, where are you? I don't, why are you not answering me? Why are you just staring at me? Man, my wife has said that to me too many times. She looked at me and she goes, what are you staring at? And she goes, why don't you just say something? I'm like, duh. I don't know. I, maybe I didn't say anything. I'm just staring at you. Just because you don't feel it doesn't mean he's not there. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. We're going to pray, and then we're going to invite the kids up to, to pray over their hearts and their lives as they get ready to go to camp. I cry for help, and you do not answer me. I stand, and you only look at me. For just a moment, I want you to close your eyes and just bow your heads all over this, the house. We've all been there like Job. We've all asked those questions that we were like, man, I can't believe I, I said that. Or... But just trust Him. Just think about, think about that song that she's playing right now. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. God cares. So whatever you're going through in your life, please know and understand this. You're not alone. When you're, when you're in that fire and it's, and it's turned up even hotter than, ever, than it ever has been before in your life, there's someone standing there with you. God, today, we're thankful for that amazing grace. We're thankful, Father, that you looked at our hearts, God, when we were just a, a wretched, poor soul that didn't deserve anything, God. But you looked down upon us and you, and you sent your son to, to this earth to die on the cross, God, so that we did not have to live a life without him. So today, Father, for those people who are, are going through difficult times in their life right now, 
and, and, and you're not really saying anything, and you're not really, and it just seems like you're not doing anything. God, may we be reminded today that in your silence is that you still care and you're still working. And you're not weak, but you're strong. So for everybody in this room today, that's for all of us. In those moments of despair, in those moments of difficulty, my God has not left me and he has not forsaken me, but he's still standing there with me. God, thank you for that today. I want to ask our kids to come on up. Come and stand and just stand across, make a line across the front right here. Lonnie and Buffy, you guys can come on up and anybody else that's going to camp with them. Just come and moms, dads, grandparents, I want you to come and stand behind your kids. Come on, I want you to come and just, I want you to pray for them this morning as I pray. So just come and stand behind your kids and just, just pray that this week that God would just pour out his blessings and, and his anointing over your children. Because it doesn't matter the age, young or old, we can still feel God's presence and God can still use us. So as I pray, I want you to pray over your, your kids, mom and dad. This is your prized possession. This is the little ones that God has entrusted you with. So I want you to pray for them this morning, and then I'll close us out in prayer. God, today, thank you for this opportunity that, that these workers and these kids get to have, God, to go to camp. God, they're going to go, and they're going to have fun. They're going to swim and blob and, and all the fun things that, that camp has for each and every one of them. But God, what I pray more than anything is, God, that they would have a moment with you. Is that God, as they, as they unplug from the world and they go to camp, God, may they just meet you there. God, may you fill them with your Holy Spirit, God. God, may you answer some prayers or even some questions that even they ask and they have in their life. So God, may it just be an incredible week of God of you moving and, and, and doing things in their life. God, I, I've seen kids' lives changed at a young age at camp. So God, we know that you can and God, we know that you will touch their hearts and their lives. God, as they make new relationships, as they build new friendships with people, Father, God, I pray that you would just, may it, may, may it just be the best week of their summer, God. Just may your spirit just be upon them and Teresa and Lonnie and Buffy and Laney and for any others that's going with them, God. Thank you for the opportunity you've given us to go and have fun and, and be in your presence. Keep them safe and protect them this week. In Jesus' wonderful name, and everyone said amen and amen. Are you guys ready to go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all have a fantastic week. We'll see you back on Sunday. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.